Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, if you will direct your attention to the center ring, Lunch Crew Gaming Productions is proud to present Ken. Welcome to the Lunch Crew Podcast. All right. Welcome to episode seven, everyone. Thank you. All right. How you doing there, Ken? Hey, doing all right. How are you, Chris? Pretty good. Brandon, how about you, buddy? Oh, I'm terrible. Absolutely. That's good to hear. Yeah, I know. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, oh, good, good. We're getting into it right away. Uh, you guys already heard uh, Chris is our guest. Uh, Chris is one of our longtime friends, plays a lot of games with us. Chris, you want to give us a quick rundown of your gamer cred? What What is your... what? what just tell us about yourself. Uh, well, you know, I, I played a lot of tabletop early mm-hmm. on, probably, you know, teenage years and kind of fell out of that, but obviously picked up where I left off there with uh, with computer games. Not much of a console gamer, but yeah, I mean, I like a little bit of everything, really. Fantastic. All right. Well, I also want to say to everybody, we're recording this in 2018, but you're in the future. Happy 2019, everyone. The future. Hope you had a good holiday. Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, hopefully Fallout 76 is an entirely playable game by now. <laughs> And Battlefield Five is at least three expansions There's out only available one so far. Yeah. Yep, they're definitely they're probably on the second season pass at that point. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean it's only January or February, depending on how fast you edit. So uh, today, our our mandatory Jim story for today is the fact that Jim was the one in the beginning that got me into Battlefield 1942, and, and Jim's got this habit of of uh, finding games and getting everybody else into it, from Tac Ops to Battlefield 1942. He doesn't play all that often, so when he gets a game that he wants everyone to play, he really works very hard to get everyone. Uh, what was the one that uh, Jeremy played with us? The, the Nether. That he told Nether. That was another one from Jim. He's got a pretty good track record. You know, The Division 2, I think, is another, one of the other ones that he was really pushing for. Yep. But when he misses the mark, he misses... Do you mean The Division the 2 division or The Division as, as well. well? Because we haven't seen it. Okay. Well, a lot of other people are just interested in the division, so he he probably helped push. Yeah, well, he was one of the big pushers for division, and I just have to say, I cannot mention anything about the division two, due to uh, yes. <laughs> well, he can't even say that he has that, from what I understand, right? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, so <laughs> what? But here's the thing. When Jim yeah, misses yeah. the mark, he misses pretty badly. Such as when he wanted to play the new SimCity 2013 release. He'll say he had fun and it was everything he wanted, but was it what we wanted? Now that brings us into today's topic. But first, we got something very special to say, Brandon. Um, Pokemon? I don't know. What oh, are we very doing? good, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. We're trying to make sure your wife doesn't stay mad at Oh, you. okay. Yeah, that, that's right. That's probably something to do with uh, the... That Link character. Yeah. Authorock. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Chris, we got our three questions that we ask every guest. Oh, yeah. boy. And as you know, we count good. So, the first three is we'll start with what is your favorite video game? Um, I did not study very well That's for okay. this. Trust me. You, but, I uh, was caught flat foot last episode. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you play a lot of video games, though. You play probably, no, a lot, no. You I play guess. more games than anyone I've ever met. You switch games <laughs> sometimes five, six times a day. I've seen it. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I look at my I look at my uh, last two weeks or whatever of Steam, you know, history usually goes into you know at least a Ouch. page and a half. So there's there's quite a few games in there. Um, I do swap a lot. I know that's that's kind of just indicative of the volatile game market i guess you could say but as far as you know personal favorites go i'm i'm honestly gonna call out you know one of the subjects of our discussion today sim city i, I think i'm gonna go with uh 2000 um because that was just a whole new world for me i loved that game loved it fantastic today. that that's a really good sign guys it means that uh we're gonna have some content today so uh with that number two what is your favorite non video game game hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb here uh, i don't know if you guys uh, ever played this one but uh it is a you know tabletop rpg it was called tunes mm-hmm. yeah i played tunes uh, yeah play, played a lot of that with a with a really funny uh group of friends you know that make makes all the difference obviously and we had a lot of fun with it that's honestly one of my you know most favorite times ever playing a non-video game was playing tune and and for those of you at home who don't know what tune is you basically play a cartoon character and uh, all the tropes you'd see in a warner brothers or a disney or whatever you can deal with and, uh, and it's 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 a lot of fun it's very zany yeah your, your characters have chutzpah and shtick sticks which are you know kind of the special abilities and all kinds of funny stuff it's it's pretty pretty hilarious game very like uh who frame roger rabbit mixed with traditional looney tunes kind of stuff so finally is there anything you're looking forward to in the future for video game tabletop movies anything in the in in the gamer realm or even the middle-aged gamer realm that you're looking forward to in the upcoming months? Um, well, you know, this is uh, kind of close, actually, very close. Um, not sure when most people are going to be listening to this, but tomorrow, I believe, Atlas comes out. I'm pretty hyped for that. Atlas is the new game from some of the previous developers of Ark, I believe. We have, you know, friends of ours that have put uh, multiple thousands of hours into Ark. We've played quite a bit of it as a, as a group of friends, and we're hoping that Atlas, uh, you know, most of us are pretty hyped about it, but we're hoping that Atlas is, is kind of a, an improvement upon Ark. Uh, Ark, and I'm assuming Atlas, since I don't know much about it, is a survival style game where you start with nothing and you build your way up to riding dinosaurs. Yep, yep. Sometimes you're collecting poop. You know, sometimes you're riding a T-Rex. You never Oh, it's know. like having a toddler. Yep, mm-hmm, exactly. But uh, <laughs> but Atlas is supposed to be a MMO RPG-ish version of that. So like the pirate themed mega server of 40,000 people with the US region and the European region and a lot of promises we'll uh, we'll be interested to see how it yeah, really turns out. Yeah, they're trying to go MMO scale and obviously the pirate theme is is hopefully going to uh, satiate a lot of people where you know Sea of Thieves kind of disappointed them. So, uh, we'll see we'll see how it turns out. I I'm I am excited. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's the first set. For now, we're going to go into the opening shots. We're going to talk about this fortnight in gaming history. Uh, Since this is January, when this is being released, we're going to do uh, historical January releases. The oldest one is from uh, 1999. It was Silent Hill on the PlayStation. PlayStation. Silent Hill is uh, one of the first horror suspense games that I can remember. I mean, I know there was uh, Resident Evil and I think there was Call of Cthulhu or whatever. I'm not even exactly, even System Shock on the PC. Phantasmagoria. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Good call from Sierra, Phantasmagoria. Yeah. yeah. It was a full motion video point and click adventure with, yeah, it was it was uh, very gory. This was the first in uh, that didn't have the full motion video, that it was rendered all in the game, and it was very spooky. And, and it's, you know, spawned all sorts of sequels and movies and yada 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 from there uh in 2007 world of warcraft released the burning crusade which i think 
if I remember correctly, the Burning Crusade was the first yep. DLC for for it WoW. Was. Um, it broke the level sixty level cap and then brought no. you to another world. Entirely. I thought it was the original level cap was fifty. And this brought it to 60. I believe you're correct. I believe you're absolutely correct. Yep. And uh, you could get flying mounts, which was a huge deal. And for the longest time, everybody was just, oh, loving life there. Now, the part of the Burning Crusade that if you played WoW right now, the, the Burning Crusade parts are the slowest and most boring part of the whole thing because they redid the first 50 levels and then they redid uh, 60 to 120 but they didn't do 50 to 60. Now I'll probably be corrected by my son because he plays. So, and finally, one that is very important to me. In uh, 2015, Grim Fandango was remastered and re-released. Now, Grim Fandango is just amazing. I It is probably my second favorite video game of all time. So, Free yes, Evil Lucas. From LucasArts. It is, it's fantastic. Uh, just do yourself a favor. Grim Fandango, if you don't know what it is, Google it, check it out on Steam, get it. It's it's absolutely fantastic. First game that I just absolutely loved. The soundtrack that just, yeah, it's beautiful. I still haven't finished that game, the remastered. I, I, I have it like at a certain place. I don't want to like spoil it for anyone who needs to go back and play it. I'm just like, I need to go I've back never and finish played that it. game. Uh, honestly, I do. well, that reminds me of, uh, of Full Throttle, which I think came out from the same guy, right? I'm not sure if it was created by the same team or, or the same creator but yeah full throttle yeah full throttle there was a handful of other ones mikey island of course uh from from that group so yeah i think what the reason i rem- remembered uh full throttle was that uh, it got a remastered release as well so i think i think it was part of that same uh developer group when they did the remaster yeah i'm not sure uh yeah. we could probably google that that came out in april of 2017 mm. gonna go ahead and order that oh it's double fine double fine yep. did it double fine also uh what's great about double fine is that psychonauts 2 is coming out yes that's another great game but we're not talking about that part right now <laughs> so and also uh to keep this in the theme sim city was commercially released in february of 1989 that's 30 years ago not 20 but 30 that's a long time so ken do you have any unpopular opinions uh yeah, I do not dislike Will Wright. Well, wait a minute. How's that? Well, well, you know what? We'll probably touch on that in today's topic as to why it's unpopular to not dislike him. Chris, do you have any unpopular gaming opinions that you wish to share with our listeners? Oh, I was going to say, you know, pineapple does belong on pizza, but then you said gaming when you asked whoa, me, whoa, whoa, but you didn't whoa, whoa, whoa. say yeah. that to anybody um, else. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Um, hmm. Let me think then. I, I don't know. I don't know if we should continue this. <laughs> Just, you just lost the brand entirely. Ruined it. I think our friendship Uh, is at an end. (laughs) So, unpopular opinion for regular point pineapple on pizza. But what about gaming style? Do you have anything for gaming? You know, it's it's. I'm racking my brain trying to think of one right now. I don't. uh, I don't hold too many video games in such a high regard that I get really, really passionate about them. I'm trying to think something recent I played that you know I really disagreed with the with the gaming community on. Arma Three is a quality game with absolutely no physics issues. (laughs) Well, that's a complete lie. I'm not not going to say that. Um, You enjoy Fortnite? uh, That. That is also a lie. Uh, you know, I'm not sure why that would be an unpopular opinion. How about uh, PUBG? You know, I enjoy PUBG. Here's here's my. I, I guess I guess I can I can kind of you know I don't really enjoy watching people stream games. 
I'll just put that out there. Okay. That's, that's a fantastic, um, unpopular opinion. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much. I get, I get like the slightest amount of joy, um, really because I, I want to just see the gameplay because, you know, trailers these days don't usually include much of the actual gameplay. I like to see how games are played with friends. Um, so I, you know, I, I do like to get just a few minutes of it, but I don't really enjoy it. I, I don't see how people can watch those things for hours on end. Uh, it gets, it gets old quick. Bob, pretty much of the same opinion. It's just how it is. So is this, is this our shaking our fists at the clouds and yelling moment? <laughs> All right. Well, don't get me wrong. Some of the guys that do lots of antics and, and, you know, and, and keep it funny and, you know, really theatric, um, you know, I'd, I'd watch it for that. Just, just a little bit of the, of the shtick. But other than that, well, nah. I'll watch Soviet Womble's uh, edits. Those I'll watch, but I won't watch him stream it. Soviet Womble is a streamer and he's got pretty good sense of editing and he takes hours and hours of streaming and then puts it together and it's usually his friends making fun of him which for some reason that, that just speaks to me no so, reason why yeah i don't know oh the the edited gameplay i can i can do you know you know when they when they kind of uh make it their own but when it's just the, the raw streaming the live streaming stuff i i usually uh, take a pass on absolutely so uh for me my unpopular opinion uh oddly enough does not have to do with fallout 76 because you're uh, done with it i'm <laughs> Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, my wife is playing it, so I'm enjoying playing with her very much. It's a very enjoyable thing to to be in the same game world as your spouse. And granted, I am level 64 and she's level 11. But, you know, it's nice. It's really nice because, you know, if she needs me, I can be there. If I need her, she can be there. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got to be honest. Terrible at the game. I find stuff. No, she's terrible at the game. No, she's taking her time. She's you know, she doesn't play a lot of Fallout, so she's really dumping into the looking around. There's many times she'll see, I don't know, the remains of people from the nuclear blast. I'm like, oh, that's gross, or oh, that's so sad. And she'll sit and she'll read all this stuff. She's exactly what a world builder wants, somebody who's going to actually sit there and take time to appreciate and understand all the connections and everything like that. Now, my unpopular opinion is one that'll probably put me right up there with no pineapple on pizza. I don't particularly enjoy Battlefield 5. Have you played it? I smell a fight. No, no, I haven't played it. I I, I said five. I said five as, as more of a, a Jap. I really don't enjoy the battlefields anymore. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I just, something about it. I, you know, what's crazy is that I'm actually, as a PC gamer, enjoying Call of Duty on the consoles. Yeah, I feel dirty. So you're going arcadey. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, more of the arcadey feel. I, I, like I said previous in pre- previous episodes, I really enjoyed the Destiny playing things along those lines. So yeah, I, maybe maybe I, I'm slowing down. Maybe it's it's just I'm I'm getting old and can't handle the realism. So a Call of Duty Twitch type game is more your speed. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, we're moving on into the intermission. <laughs> I, I did mean more arcadey, just as in you know a little less real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Game, no, I know. I knew what uh, you meant. I knew what you meant. It is. They're both definitely you know twitchy games to me nowadays. I mean, uh, we used to have a lot more um, you know kind of tactical fun in the in the early battlefields, I think, and then more just silliness. Man, nowadays you know kids. So meaning your kids or the kids that you play against? The kids you oh, play yeah. against. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Always talking about your mother and yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm surprised. Well, that really shouldn't be that surprised. My mom's very social. She knows a lot of people. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Ken here. Just a quick note that you can find our website at lunchcrewproductions.com. There you can find our social media, Discord, show notes, and, of course, subscribe to our shows. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. 
Hey, welcome back. Okay, Chris, uh, this is our second set of three questions of our three question, question and answer period. So Okie dokie. Are, are you ready? Do you have your number two pencil? No, I don't. I Please forgot fill it. in all the lines. Any lines crossed over will mark your answer as invalid. So uh, the best game song used in a trailer, a game, anything like that. Best best game song. Oh, man. My personal favorites would be Louis Armstrong, Kiss to Build a Dream on from Fallout 2's intro. Nice. Very that, good. That actually, that brought a tear to my eye, and it still can do it to this day if I watch that video again. Wow. We have to sit here and think about that. That was, that was, that was good. <laughs> Powerful, huh? Yeah. It, and it's a nice throwback, too, to Fallout. Okay, well, uh, let me ask question number five of our second set of three of three questions. The best video game protagonist. Goodness, um, that is a tough one. Uh, it's it's hard to pick just one, right? Um, I really should have studied. For- That's okay. That's okay. Don't worry about the delay. Uh, Ken does some new, <laughs> some editing magic, and it makes it sound like we're oh yeah happy with the response. And, yeah, uh, but I'm still on the spot. It's okay. That's um, actually why I'm pulling this out. So it'll be harder for him to decide to remove this or not, especially if I come up with something funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you want to hear some of the previous answers? Yeah, sure. That's okay. one of the reasons I listened to that one today. So I could, yeah. uh, I could crib, just crib hear answers. somebody say it. Uh, well, yeah. Link Link came up twice, I think. From okay. I was never original. a Zelda guy. Sorry. You know, shoot me. You, what? It's another reason Brandon hates me. You never played Zelda? I was never a Zelda guy. I did oh. play Zelda. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Just never enjoy. I didn't enjoy the. Um, I guess you could say the the adventure RPG games when I was younger uh, at all. Uh, other than outside of like a tabletop, obviously. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's go back. To, we Link was one of the protagonists. One of them was ourselves because no matter what, we're wearing the skin of whatever they want to put us on. Who else, guys? I would say, did you actually track it all? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't track it at all. Yeah, we need spreadsheets here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I was this going off science. the top of my head, but I mean, Brandon and Jeremy both said Link, and Jeff no, I said um, I said. The who did you say? Uh, main character from Fallout Three. Oh yeah. right, the Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't the Lone Survivor. Or the Lone Wanderer. The Vault Dweller or something like that. The vault, yeah. No, the Vault Dweller was one. Well, three. He wasn't the Lone Survivor. We had this discussion in my episode. So if you <laughs> want to go back and listen to it. <laughs> okay, welcome back. Uh, now <laughs> that you've listened the, to the uh, Wanderer, I think it's the Wanderer. Yeah, the Lone the Wanderer. Wanderer. Because remember, uh, oh no, wait, that was four that had the the Wanderer as the theme song. So okay. Uh, so we're still back with Chris, uh, stumped on question number five, moving into hour three of the podcast. <laughs> what, uh, who is the best protagonist? Seriously, who, who did, who did you enjoy the most playing? Um, you know, Max Payne was a lot of fun, uh, just from the story perspective, you know, not that I really like, uh, relished in his, um, you know, torture basically, but I, I think, I think that's, I mean, that's, that's one thing that popped into my head. So I'll, I'll go with Max Payne. Okay. Max Payne. The original. Yep, that's that's a that's that's a great call. Max uh, is very film noirish. Uh, Max Payne also brought bullet time to the forefront uh, on video games. Okay, well, the best antagonist, the best bad guy. Oh man, um, I don't know if he's truly a bad guy. Um, the AI from from Portal. Very nice, Glados. Yeah, Glados. That's right. Very good. Well, that brings us into today's topic. Now, uh, one of the things that we've decided to do is uh, every once in a while focus on a game series and talk about what happened to it. In the case, uh, well, actually, not just what happened to it, but what went wrong with it. Starts out great and then somehow loses steam in its later iterations. Now, you've heard us talk about Mass Effect. You've heard us talk about Battlefield, Fallout. You know that we have deep love when it comes to these games, but sometimes there's a couple iterations that just kind of fail and today's topic uh is uh what's what went wrong with sim city so remember this is not this is not a place of negativity it's not four guys just getting grumpy about 
you know, them ruining their games. But uh, it's it's us saying, look, we love these series. We love these games. We love playing them. But man, did they just screw the pooch on this last version or a version somewhere in there. So I'm going to give a quick rundown of uh, the company that made uh, SimCity, which was a company called Maxis. Uh, we already talked that it was released in uh, SimCity. The original was released in uh, 1989. Now, it had been on, uh, I think, the Commodore and whatnot, and then it went to uh, the IBM PC and the PC clones uh, in MS-DOS. Oh, yeah. I, I played a lot of it on the Commodore, and even the version, the, er- the early version that you saw on the Commodore looked nothing like the release version for the... Uh... You know, the IBM's clone. Right. Once they decided to go from the Commodore to the, the IBM PC, that's when they started the company. Maxis was founded in 87, 1987 by Will Wright and Jeff Braun uh, to help publish SimCity on home computers. That's directly from Wikipedia, so you know. And you can also take a look in the show notes so you can see the Wikipedia and talking about it. So from there, they uh, they had great success making SimCity. They ended up getting purchased by EA in 1997, EA's being Electronic Arts, they were a publisher. EA has a habit of buying small companies that make video games and absorbing them entirely just to print money. As they made these games, as they continued with Will Wright and Jeff Braun continue to make SimCity, other simulation games came out. Sim Farm, Sim Ant, Sim, Sim Hospital. Sim-, Sim Ant was amazing, by the way. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't overly complex. It wasn't super in-depth, but it was a Excellent game for what it was at the time. So, uh, where the Sim name became Simnonymous? Yes, very good. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I'm going to take a moment and contemplate that one. That was a good pun. Okay, with that said, uh, the Sim name came out and everyone knew the type of game you're going to have. It was going to be a simulation of sorts. The SimCity titles, you know, when they released SimCity 2, which is also known as SimCity 2000, they just did an amazing upgrade it truly was from version one to version two chris you said that SimCity 2000 is one of your favorites can you can you talk why um well i mean i guess that was the first game that kind of um one of those games where i started losing time you know what i mean ah. starting with something small creating Head something wounds. they'll do that every out. time yeah and just and just yeah you i mean you'd, you'd realize that you've been sitting there for three hours you know almost motionless except for your except for your mouse hand and uh it was just one of those games that i got lost in uh the first one i can really really remember just getting lost in well why why would we care about uh, a sim a simulator that that is basically a southern california city management simulator what what is the appeal of sim city not just 2000 I, all of them what, what brings what brings people to the computer to sit there motionless for three hours with just their mouth i can't speak for everybody but no go ahead you know for me it's it's kind of that god complex i guess um you know being kind of the all-knowing all-seeing architecting your city how you wanted it to you know making it as you as you see and and even you know with some of the uh extra features there in, in SimCity, you know, throwing meteors and uh, Godzilla, whatever else. I can't even remember through the various iterations, all the uh, disasters you could uh, go up against. UFOs, volcanoes, nuclear meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't, when I played those games, I really hated those interrupting me, but I like to unleash them myself sometimes just when I got tired of building, you know, uh, it's kind of a, kind of a reset almost. Yeah. I'd, I'd much rather be in a sandbox mode where I can just build and do whatever I want um, and then have fun destroying it later. So, so uh, quick okay. aside to uh, modern games, since we're kind of here to discuss MC, I don't want to derail it too much. Do you find that some of the other games more recently in the genre are giving you that same feel? Oh, Definitely. 
definitely. You know, I, I was uh, a little bit of a fan, although still kind of disappointed sometimes with with bugs and things of uh, the the XL Cities XL series. Um, that filled a nice hole when SimCity, uh, you know, when when five, I guess, uh, came out. More recently, uh, damn it, now I'm blanking on the name. City Skylines. Skylines. Yeah. More recently, uh, City Skylines has really has really filled that uh, filled that gap for me. I think I think City Skylines is is amazing. It's got some of its own problems, but on you know on the scale of of city you know simulators, um, I think it's it's at the top right now, definitely. So we're 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 talking about uh, the the whole genre of the SimCity from Maxis, the original, the 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 greatest. Then you talked about an XL series, which was a, a city simulator clone that was roughly in the what the middle 2000s or so that it came out uh it was i think there was a 2011 and a and um maybe like a 2013 version there were there were two or three iterations of it from what i remember i believe i believe it came out the same time as the SimCity 5 which was also 2013 because people went back and forth and they were just so blown away by xl when SimCity five or 2013 came out and it was a disaster and then of course after that we have skylines which is the latest and greatest that just recently fairly recently came out when we look at when we look at SimCity, when we look at the the genre uh it obviously is a popular thing i mean the simulation genre of course uh, ken keeps him just purchasing uh farm life simulator uh farm well, simulator the the simulator genre of games by title are usually nothing to do with the same kind of simulation i think sim, sim city because i i see sim city uh, as chris was saying kind of like a mix between a a system game and a uh, like a god type game. Well, sure. I mean, you go all the way down to putting down water and power, and then and then zoning, and then talking about taxes and making sure you have proper police and education. Almost every time when I play a uh, SimCity or a SimCity like game, I almost never even manipulate the taxes. Because that's not why I'm playing the game. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't enjoy too much of the you know uh, economic policy part of the game at all. I'm I'm much more into the the basic systems of the game. You know, um, not the 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 kind of add-ons uh, that they do with with taxes and happiness and all the other things. You know, I'm much more like I just want to get you know traffic from A to B, right, or something like. That. So, so you would if it moved away from that the spreadsheet simulator aspect of the game, which is of course keeping the the people happy do the taxes like you said and moved it more towards just making things happen and building the sky rises and zoning everything properly so like a game like tropico which has a lot of that would be more along the lines of what you're looking for tropico being of course like a banana republic simulator uh yeah we can we can have a whole other show on tropico because i love tropico <laughs> but i hate tropico <laughs> Right. I understand. I think it's one of those games for most people. Love, hate, you know. It's great when it's great. It's terrible when it's not great. So while I consider like the Sim City, the the Sim Farm, Sim Ant, you know, Sim Tower, all that kind of stuff more is kind of like a kind of more like a God God game slash system game. I view games like Tropico more as a, well, a, a dictator game, right? I am a person. I have to do some stuff to generate money, but the money is really only there as a score effectively. And then, you know, also remain in power. See how long I can survive, basically. Well, that sounds just like SimCity. It really does. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, I think you guys view SimCity in a completely different light than... than, than uh, yeah, Ken in, in SimCity, I'm more of a uh, economics guy. I, I'm trying to make the money so that I can build all of the stuff and keep my people happy. Yeah, fair enough. So actually, one of the things I tried to do in every city builder game that I ever pick up is I want to build 
uh, Gotham City. <laughs> Not specifically because it's Gotham City. I want to build, just to see how it works, I want to see build that gritty industrial wasteland that's somewhere between you know Gotham as it's advertised and what you see in Blade Runner. Uh, more because I probably love Blade Runner, actually, is what it comes down to. And that was one of the things I really liked about SimCity 2000 was the introduction to Arcologies, which they pretty much got rid of in the later editions because nobody understood them or something. I don't know. So, <laughs> Well, what, what would you give a little bit more information on one of their Arcologies? And, and are you saying, like, depending on where you built, you could be Swampland or something like that? What what, what do you mean? No, no. So the, the Arcologies in uh, science fiction and in SimCity as it represented it were basically giant towers that are basically self-contained cities at a certain scale. If you ever watched the Judge Dredd movie, yeah, the yeah. more recent one, Keith yep. Urban, I think, was it? That Keith, building. Keith Urban. I don't know. Whoever that guy is. Carl. His no, brother. No, Keith Urban Carl. better. <laughs> when, when Dredd just... Took his helmet off and started singing the country song. That was just amazing. It was so great. Terrible. Yes, it is. Well, in so many ways. Judge Dredd taking his helmet off is a big point of contention for a lot of Dredd people I know. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Huge point of contention. Um, so, yeah. So, an arcology is basically a kind of a self-contained city. And it's more about the whole huge sci-fi putting lots of people together in the same space and all the weird... Uh, to I guess it dehumanizes people by considering it a system, but all the things that that entails from a sci-fi perspective. That's that's kind of really why I like archaeology. So between SimCity 2000 and SimCity 3000, there's there's a, a major change, right? Yeah, they, uh-huh. they they remove that archaeology. What I I don't I never really played SimCity much. It, it it just didn't draw me in as much as it drew you guys in. So what's the big difference between 2000 and 3000? And or 2000, 3000 and, and SimCity 4? Well, if if I remember correctly, they they did um, you know, kind of make some of the the systems a little more complicated. In uh, SimCity 3000, I'm trying was to remember. Bit, it was actually significantly more difficult to keep your people happy or keep residential taxes at a level where you're making money off of the people and having industry and uh, what is it commercial you know keeping those people happy it, it was just difficult to keep everyone happy and, and everything balanced and if it wasn't quite perfect you're you're basically running out of money shortly <laughs> yeah so I, I think it's probably they just as an iterative release they're like what can we add to this game and maybe they just added things that overcomplicated the systems and you're just like Add. Yeah, it was it was just a, a more difficult version, slightly prettier, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I think they they struck a great balance with with SimCity Four. If I was to be honest, I probably spent more time with SimCity Four than I did SimCity Two Thousand. Two Thousand just really more has more of the nostalgia factor for me. I think that's why I chose it as as my favorite. I, I got a lot of time out of SimCity Four as well, and I think they really did strike a proper balance between kind of the systems part of the game, the, the decent graphics, and 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 the rest of the game. You know that I didn't enjoy so much but apparently a lot of other people did what i didn't so, like about yeah. so, so, so. to cut everyone off um was the expansion packs i just i i did not want them i, I didn't see the need to have them i was just like why oh god but mass transit was a lifesaver but why wasn't it in the game <laughs> I, I, I know. I feel the same way, man. It should have been. It should have been in the game. That's, you know, most DLCs mm-hmm. these days, right? So the important thing to note is that SimCity 4 was released in 2003. And what they're talking about right now, what the guys are talking about is DLC. And that was a huge thing for EA in the early 2000s. They really pushed DLC 
And over the, the last decade and a half, DLC has changed from what we used to think of as DLC being game packs that were almost standalone games to what you just said, having mass transit added to the game. Yeah, a, a feature. Yeah, basically an, an entire system that before you didn't really have to manage or you had no you had no diagnostic tools, no way to look into it. You just built a bigger road, you know, and hoped that things got better. And I think you had some other mass transit options. Um, but now it actually, you know, it's showing you stats. It's giving you options for controlling routes and other things that you just didn't have in the game. So I, to me, I, I, I hated playing SimCity 4 without mass transit. Um, you know, after a while, I just couldn't play it. So uh, I think behind the scenes, there was one significant thing that was different between SimCity 2000 and SimCity 3. And that was the development and release of, uh, well, the pending release of The Sims franchise. Uh, yeah. That was in 2000. Yeah. So right after SimCity 2000, that was when they started working on developing The Sims. So I think probably Will and everyone involved in the teams were more thinking about life simulation type stuff when they started developing uh sim city 3000 so the scourge that it is on the name of the sims <laughs> sims was pulled from uh the sim city team and was spun off to its own uh development house because of how much how popular and how ea thought this would be a money maker um, and it they was. were a little I, <laughs> it, it was and the sims really pushed the dlc aspect uh, of how we view modern dlc because if once upon a time if you wanted the sims in all of its dlc you'd be spending four to five hundred dollars in actual money if you could actually see my uh what is it sims 3 dlc stuff like i bought sims 3 for my for my daughter ages ago and then at, there was a time she was really into Katy perry Katy perry came out with a friggin sims thing 29 dollars right down the drain Got to get the DLC. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's that's the thing is, and I think we're kind of sneaking up on what's going to be going wrong with SimCity as a franchise, but let's not just get to there yet. There was a, between four, which was in, what was that, 2003, did I say? Mm -hmm. And 2013, 10 years later, uh, they did do a few other SimCity named things, but the most, uh, I guess the most important of all of them, the only one that really has any name is SimCity Societies, which was a social engineering, I guess, kind of like a the Sims meets SimCity. I don't know. I've, I actually was very surprised when doing my research for this uh this podcast that there was this game did any of you guys play that i've never even heard of it yeah okay <laughs> I, I i think i skipped over that one as well just because of how terrible i the reviews were when it when it came out yeah so i think i remember a, i'm looking back at the wiki page of it now i think i do remember a little bit about it again i think i largely skipped over it i kind of get the impression from the what i'm remembering which is you know i've done a lot of drinking since then so who knows Anyone who's played the Cities XL franchise knows that that game is partially about building cities and partially about social factors in those cities, much more so than uh, the SimCity franchise ever was. SimCity pretty much broke down the so social aspect as, do you have an education near you? Do you have a police station near you? And that's pretty much about it, traditionally. And like the Cities XLs, they're like, well, what member of what faction are the people that live in this house kind of thing? Probably SimCity Societies was probably a precursor to that system inside the uh, Cities XL franchise, but I, I, I'm just spitballing here from memory, and it's not going to be very good. So, <laughs> well, that's that's interesting that you say that because for a while there, I know you, me, and Chris played Town Builders, or would troll through Steam looking at early access stuff, looking at Town Builders that did oh, like like towns, or? like towns, yeah, yeah, towns. Oh, that was well, yeah, towns was amazing. Towns was more of a dwarf fortress light. 
in my opinion. And that's probably the reason I was playing. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in necessarily the same, same category um, as the, as the city builders necessarily. Okay. All right. Um, so let's, let's finally touch on SimCity 2013. Uh, the one that we're all sitting there going, okay, this is it. So we, we've already talked about SimCity. We loved SimCity, SimCity 2000 and 3004 and how each one did various things and brought each of us d- different things to the table and brought each of us, those that played some happiness, but all of a sudden in 2013, SimCity came out again. Of course we called it five, but they just call it SimCity out of uh, respect. So it's not confusing. We'll call it SimCity 2013. What happened? Why, why did we all of a sudden go, we as gamers all of a sudden go, yeah, I'm not interested in this game. This is this, this is the suck. Well, for me, um, obviously they, they had quite a botched launch. It didn't affect me too bad. I think, um, early on because I was like, oh, it's just a bad launch. You know, we'll come back to it. I had a lot of uh, a lot of hope for SimCity because I was such a fan of, of the uh, previous games. I was really betting on the multiplayer aspect, though. I was really hoping that would be kind of the next big, hey, you know, we, we finally got a city builder and and we can, you know, go up against each other with our cities, you know, as far as how well they're doing economically, how fast we grow, whatever, fight for. It turned out to be kind of none of that, really. Um, and that's when I think it really went wrong for me was when, you know, you realized how much of a bust the the multiplayer aspect of the game really was. That's interesting. Um, when I was watching this from the outside again, because Jim had made such a big deal about it, one of the big things everyone was talking about was the always on the Internet necessity i know everyone was so used to playing the the smaller versions four three two and those were you could toss them on a laptop and and or even a well not back then but a tablet or something and it was it was lightweight and you didn't have to be connected to anything and you could have as much fun as you want but to to go to uh the idea that on your pc to be able to play this game you always had to be connected to the internet always had to be connected to ea's servers and i know at that launch those servers were not reliable no they weren't no they weren't yeah but that's very true and that that was a big problem but you know I, I wasn't so angry that that they had made the decision to make this you know online required essentially as long as there was an offline mode which i think they did add later on um Yes, they once, did. Yeah, once the, but, the heat from all, from all that trouble, you know. Exactly. All the heat, all the, everybody getting upset about it. And they said, no, this was always designed to be. And then had to say later, no, well, yeah, we were thinking about it. We could have done it. We decided not. Which made everyone think cash grab because. Well, by, by that time, the Sims franchise was the Sims plus, you know, the Sim Cities and, and basically the whole you know, this is a Sim branded game. I mean, there were so many versions of the Sims out. To me, it was just always a money printing machine was their primary intention. So, and and with the, you know, I have, con- I don't have like crazy Richard Stallman level concerns about things like always on game, but they, they kind of annoy me because, you know, back in 2013, uh, you could have reliable internet, but you know, a lot of people had DSL still. So it was not as, not as common. It was just a, I don't know. It just kind of irked me somehow. It is amazing the difference five years makes in in uh, internet infrastructure. Uh, but we're also looking at it as a completely American ethnocentric view. There were other countries where they were still rolling out their 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 internet, and this was not something that was consumer friendly. Uh, so you know, being a global audience, you know, there were a lot of people who just just something didn't sit right. And the game itself, from what I understand, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't it wasn't great a 10 year difference 
there should have been a huge, huge upgrade in, in everything from four to, to 2013, from 2003 to 2003. There should have been a big difference and there really wasn't. Then you had the servers crashing. Then you had people just expected one thing and they got another. Yeah, they actually made the cities smaller, which I, I couldn't believe. I thought, if anything, they should be getting bigger, right? They were actually like towns and shit. It was... It was terrible. Yeah, instead of designing like a suburb of Hoboken or something like that, you should be able to say, here's my giant map. This is all of Los Angeles and all its suburbs. And oh, look, there's San Jose in the corner. Yeah, you know, you should be making able to a megalopolis from Boston all the way down to D.C. That's that's what you would think you'd be right. able to do. Yep. Instead, you got stuck in these little cells of a larger map, which, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I thought it was a cool idea. I thought, hey, this might work. But when I realized that basically you had to work with, you know, one cell at a time, uh, which played into kind of the, the multiplayer aspect to the, you know, players could build cities in the in the various cells and they would be able to interact or somehow interact with each other. Um, I guess just a little bit on, on an economic uh, kind of wavelength uh, when they were working or building in neighboring cells. But I think that really just, that fell flat on its face. And so it was really a sore point. Even if you wanted to just play single player, you were still stuck with these little cells, uh, cell size cities. So why do you think they, they made, why do you think EA made these decisions to go with the smaller stuff always online? Uh, I, I touched on the fact that they were trying to build onto this idea of DLC to unlock everything. I think that's what their ultimate goal was, but I remember seeing some of the early tech demos of the new uh, SimCity 2013 version and it, the systems they had were really, you know, impressive looking. They were, you know, hey, we had this whole way of doing water flow and stuff now that at the time was like, was a complete upgrade to what we were used to as, you know, previous players where, you know, they actually kind of semi-model the water going through the system kind of thing. And that was like really kind of impressive. So I think probably what happened as far as the size, I'm guessing, I don't know, but this is my speculation, that the size of the map was decreased to facilitate the ability to the servers to uh, handle the upgraded system. But the only reason why I even say but is because they later admitted that they could have done an offline mode and they chose not to. I, I don't know yeah. if I buy the fact that the limitations were put in place for the online mode. Uh, the other question is, is it a peer-to-peer -peer type of multiplayer or was it, did you have to go to a third-party server and host your stuff there. Oh well, yeah, I don't, I don't know how we, they were yeah. doing that technology. Peer to peer, there should be. I mean, yeah, okay, there is a limit, but there really shouldn't be a tiny little limit. Uh, versus, you know, if the server is doing all the math versus client side, I don't know. I don't buy it. I think this was. I think. I think the disaster, the rollout, all of that was purely financially driven. Because remember, they've had thirteen years of sim related cash printer. Katy Perry. Pets, uh, uh, the Sim, uh, the Sims Merkin attachments, you know, it, it's all there. And so I think EA went, I think we can make more money off these poor schmucks. And then when it blew up in their faces, of course, I, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on and say that. But uh, when it blew up in their faces, they kind of went, oh, no, this is terrible. Okay, dump it. We're never touching this again. Yeah, I mean, they, they changed a lot. I think maybe they... Um bit off more than they can chew with the, 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 you know, the new, what was it? Um, glass box engine. That was the whole, you know, water flowing through the pipes and modeling all these various things in the city that before were, you know, just kind of, uh, very crudely simulated. Um, I do think they bit off more than they could chew with that. And, and it, probably affected the game's performance, even if there was a true offline mode, even without the EA, EA servers. Um, and I think that in their, in their design choice to make, you know, to make multiplayer work is probably what led to the decision for, you know, smaller city sizes. But 
with all that said, the smaller city sizes, everything, it could have been, it could have been acceptable. It right? could have been. What, why wasn't it? What, what at the end of the day, you know, I'll take my tinfoil hat off. What at the end of the day made people go, you know what? No. Um, bugs and frustration. Okay. Bugs in the gameplay, bugs in the network code, bugs um, in general. I think it was more bugs in general. I had, I and just about everyone had issues where if you made a, a road that was a, an intersection, traffic would just pile up for no reason at all. <laughs> like the, the traffic AI just reduced. Yeah, pretty much. It. And you know, going from uh, a highway or, or you know, using an, an off-ramp to a long road that changed to any other kind of road, say a dirt road or something like that, if you got your power station on dirt roads, like how I start the game. Uh, for whatever reason, the delivery trucks that delivered your coal or whatever would not take the dirt road, and they would just sit there, and it would cause traffic. <laughs> well, i got to be honest with you. Have you ever been in a coal truck or something along those lines? If if you've ever been in a coal truck and then you go from a nice, beautiful paved road to a dirt road, I can completely understand those truckers going. I can understand those truckers yeah. too. <laughs> Except your whole city shuts down because I, they, I, they added that. I, well, you know, there's a little bit of logic there. They were on strike for the <laughs> shitty roads. Uh, you know, they, maybe it was a little too too good. Uh, so okay, so there's definitely there was definitely issues in the game and there is definitely issues in getting to the game uh but at the end of the day did you know down the road a year later two years later did they fix all it is the game is it a playable game now um i actually loaded it up mm, i want to say two months ago um i thought you were gonna say like no. 20 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing right now <laughs> i'm playing right now yeah. uh no i played about two months ago it was um it was okay compared to skylines it was kind of crappy <laughs> Well, okay, but Skylines has had five extra years to develop and to learn from the mistakes of that rollout. What the, I think the better comparison would be XL, which released in 2013 as well. And I do know that at the time, XL just blew SimCity's 2013 away. Uh, yeah, but uh, just not to say Cities XL Platinum, which I think was the 2013 version. A lot of people... They liked it better than SimCity, but they still hated Cities XL compared to City Skylines because Cities XL had its own major problems. Yes, agreed. It, it had a lot of problems and it definitely, you know, was helped out by the fact that SimCity was such a complete abject failure. The best thing it had going for it was it was not uh, SimCity. Wow, that that is a, is a huge thing to say. So, you know. At the end of this, I think it was the truth at the time. People were people were jonesing for a city builder. They got all hyped up for you know EA promoting this product, and a lot of them were lit down. So a lot of people looked for alternatives for city building, and they picked up cities. And the Cities XL franchise, I think, did pretty decent. There was like three games, but I think people begrudgingly played it more than they probably should have. <laughs> but then Skylines I hate this game, but thank God it's not SimCity 2013. Yeah, yeah. And, and they milked it as well. They they did Cities XXL, which was apparently, I, I did not touch that one because I had already gotten into, uh, I think I knew Skylines was coming and that's, I just said, you know, screw it, I'll wait for that. But um, Cities XXL was was apparently a, another cash grab from from the reviews I read. Did you play uh, uh, Cities uh, XXX? <laughs> Uh, was that just uh, me? Yeah, that was just you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I just watched some Twitch. Let, uh, yeah, let me just say it, of that. the, the mass minute. transit stuff was very interesting. So, okay, guys, <laughs> I think it's a mini game in Laser Shoot Larry fourteen. Uh, gee. At at the end of the at the end of this, you know, I think uh, I'm going to try to sum it up by saying EA bungled the. Why can't I think of the word? Go live. What is that when you go live? Launch. Release. 
EA bungled the the launch of SimCity 2013. They made decisions uh, that didn't necessarily have their own best interests at heart. The game was plagued by bugs, both networking and internally. The game was smaller and it didn't seem like it was that much of an upgrade from SimCity 4, a game from 10 years earlier. Is that correct? Would you say that's pretty much where it is yeah, I, I, yeah they were going backwards away from what sim city the core of sim city was early on and moving it more towards a the sims like you know or sim societies like game i think i felt that it was more sim towns than sim cities so for me it was mislabeled sim villages Something like that sim yeah so how, how much of that uh change in feel do you think would be directly attributable to uh you know max as having been sold to electronic arts and will Wright leaving you know the whole thing entirely and going and doing his own stuff yeah well, that's a great question um, a lot the- i think a lot i think they lost the vision <laughs> thank you oh, oh okay. <laughs> what a tragedy uh, um it's it let me let me give a little bit of history here in 1997 maxis was uh, acquired by electronic art they were working on uh simcity 3000 at this time and were able to finish it in 99 uh this is the time when uh will wright was working on the sims as well and the sims was released in 2000 so that's a great question how much of of SimCity 4 was affected by ea and which was three years later and then you know 10 years later how much of SimCity 2013 was affected by ea i think the answer for four is not so much and for 2013 is a heck of a lot but then again in 2009 that's when will wright left maxis so without will there or even jeff who left earlier without will there i think i think uh they kind of lost their way a little so can you have any ideas as to why uh you know this happened and maybe it's because you know will Wright sim city was like his not his first video game but his first major video game and actually going i was doing the research i was like oh yeah he, his first game was right over bungling bay i played a shitload of that in the commodore 64 and then I'm starting to look at the screenshots. I'm like, the uh, the art style of Raid Over Bungling Bay is exactly like it was on the early releases of, of SimCity for the Commodore. So I was like, this is actually kind of the same game as far as like graphical appearance and feel, um, even though the, the reason for playing was entirely different. So here's something. We're talking about Will being the, the soul of SimCity. And we did touch a little bit on Spore, a game that, was another disaster. Spore came out in 2008 and was received very badly. <laughs> Understatement of the of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In 2009, Will left uh, EA. And then four years later, of course, that's when we got SimCity 2013. So it is entirely possible that losing Will Wright lost SimCity its soul, its its ability to, to connect with people and, and do what it is that people want to do with it i mean that's a shame for all the passionate people who did work on the product you know there might have been people who are even more but the name will write with sim city is a is a huge thing and i think losing that may have just you know in some ways caused expectations of the consumers to go higher in other ways expected people expected it to fail especially on the heels of spore four years yeah. earlier i don't know maybe that's maybe that's what it is i mean there's a lot of things we can point to will Wright leaving uh, EA being money grabbing, uh, some questionable design decisions, bugs, networking bugs. So I think I think we've touched on it. Oh, plus a, a community uh, eager to uh, see uh, EA fail. 
mean, is that something that's, I mean, yeah, I guess it is kind of a real thing. There's even a word for it. What's that? that? (laughs) Sorry to put you on the spot. Shot, 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 yeah. Laughing at other people's misfortune. Um, But, you know, I don't know if it's they're laughing at the misfortune. I think more people were wanting to be blown away, wanting to believe in EA, because we always go back to the ones that hurt us. And EA just has that backhanded pimp slap that constantly gets people. Uh, You know, I mean, God, look at all the people who play Battlefield. I mean, so, you know, the thing is... is (laughs) Oh, I could say so much about Bethesda right now. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I like the taste of my own blood in my mouth. <laughs> We're all battered wives at, in this place. That's right. <laughs> I found a shelter, but it's, it pretty much requires me to just stay in it and not go outside and, and play games with other people anymore. It's the, yeah, the anti-AAA shelter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, I think, I think we've pretty much figured out what went wrong. It's partial, partially us, partially them. And, well, no, partially us, mostly them, and uh, uh, I mean, I mean, I can, I can actually kind of understand EA's position. They wanted the product out, so they forced the product to come out. Well, they want to make course. money. That's their That's, job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, I think I can understand that. In the end, yeah, I think in the end, um, really, you know, people change with time. Games change with time. Obviously, Maxis changed, and you know, and, and even you know what if any, Will Wright, you know, imparted his vision on the SimCity game before leaving, if they were even developing that early, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I just, I think there was a lot of expectation of, of people that had played all the previous games and, you know, and what they thought it should be. And then obviously what EA thought their target audience wanted. And I think maybe they were, they were, you know, already seeing the dollar signs from things like the Sims and other games. Uh, they were, I think they were hoping to kind of reinvent SimCity. Um, and it really just bit them in the ass. Okay, final question on this, guys. EA announces tomorrow that they're going to be building SimCity 2019 or 2020, the next version. Would you play it? Um, I would play it. I don't. I don't know if I'd necessarily buy it. <laughs> if that makes sense, <laughs> I'm not saying I'd pirate it either. Yes. And maybe that's another reason why EA was so adamant about online, because honestly, SimCity games have been pirated since SimCity games. Yeah, but that's a great point. I, I, I was thinking about that earlier, that uh, that's probably a really big motivator for them to uh, to go to the, the online required. I would try it out uh, if I could get a, uh, a free copy or something like that or try it out or or if there were a demo I'd, or something like that. I'd throw 15 bucks for for origin access, there you know, you for one that's, month that's just to try it. Perfect thing. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Origin Access being their uh, their service that you can basically rent fifteen dollars and you can play all their 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 backlogs. Uh, Ken, would you play? Would you do the same thing? Given it would be a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that it would require Origin, the answer is no. I would investigate it. I would look at it. I would probably say, "Damn, I wish they weren't evil." I would play that game, and I would probably watch some YouTube videos of people playing the game. But uh, unfortunately, no, I I would not get that game unless other things a lot of other things change okay all right well that brings us to our second intermission welcome back everybody so uh what did we learn today guys ea is evil 
but I learned not to mute my mic halfway through a freaking conversation. <laughs> it's uh, it works a lot easier that way. We can know. hear what you're saying, and you don't I get know. as angry when we don't yeah, respond. To uh, Ken, what do you, what do you think? Uh, what did you think about today's uh, topic? I think part of it is just uh, there is a lot of nostalgia for a franchise sometimes, and sometimes the uh the owners and maintainers of that franchise may not necessarily do what you think is going to do so where you have that dispersion can result in a uh big problem plus you know bundling you know screwing up the launch of the game contributed greatly so chris what do you think uh what uh what what are your final thoughts for this this uh this subject uh well you know Things change over time. That, that's all I can really say. Um, SimCity, you know, did kind of break my heart a little bit, but um, maybe that just meant it was time for that franchise to die. Brandon? Um, well, I learned that I did enjoy some parts of uh, SimCity 2013, just not the way that Jim did. <laughs> and I learned that not every single move by a developer is cash grab, but a fair amount of them could be. And that's good enough for me. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's uh, let's go to our lightning round. This is a special one because Ken has a, a has an idea for us. Ken, yeah. go ahead. So, um, Patrick, Chris, Brandon, let's play a game called Is This a Real Video Game? No. Oh, boy. So I that's have not a real video. Game. I have 21 game titles. Uh, some of them are real. Some of them are not. And uh, the only clue I will give you if you ask for it is the year of release. And then uh, we have to, well, you, the royal you, have to decide whether this is a real game or not. And so by real, I mean, it's not some weird Project Greenlight or Steam Early Access or, uh, you know, it was a game that you as a general consumer in North America could go out and buy. So there's no weird Japanese games. That kind PC of games or console? Uh, major availability. So they could be PC, they okay. could be PlayStation, they could be Nintendo. And, Dreamcast. and uh, just for your reference, the, uh, the release year here ranges from 1983 to now. <laughs> Neo Geo. <laughs> I it. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? Let's start with our first game. Wrestle Jam 88. That's a real game. I'm going to say real. Yeah, Nintendo Entertainment I'm going to agree. It is not what? a real game. <laughs> it was, well, I'll give you a half point because it was a real game that was only developed for the 2008 film called The Wrestler. Oh. It was actually developed sufficient enough for the actual actors to play an actual round in the game, but it is not a full real oh, game. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we're starting off good, guys. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Do we all, all right. have to? Agree? Somebody keep a score. And are the scores no, no, separate? No no, 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 no. Who's keeping the scores? We're not. It's not uh, a. I don't yeah. know. It's not really. A score. The listeners are <laughs> keeping score. <laughs> listeners are keeping score. Yeah, and you know what? If you win, you get a copy of Blood and Bacon. <laughs> yes, uh, that is a, that is going to be our default prize from here to eternity. Is a copy of Blood and Bacon. It's probably going to be the same copy. <laughs> <laughs> Well worn. We'll have to revoke the key really quick and give it to the next person. Okay, uh, your our second game, Ski or Die. Yeah, I'm real. gonna say real. Yeah, that is 100 percent a real game. It was the uh, 1990 sequel to Skate or Die, and it was available on you know the Commodore, the Amiga, the NES, MS DOS, everything. It was a. I think I played that one. Yeah, it had a uh, weird Roddy Dangerfield looking guy, and okay, our third game. So everyone got that one right. Everyone, our third game is Billy Graham's Bible Blaster. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Yeah, let's say yes. I'm going to go with yeah. no. Let's say yes. I, I'm going to stay with no. <laughs> Can I use it? As... it? No. What year? Uh, the year would be. What year was that? Yeah. The year would be 2000. 
I'm going to go with no. Oh, year 2000. No. Yeah, I'm still staying yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to jump ahead of the pack with a yes here. All right. So in February of 2000, almost 19 years ago from this very moment, this video game title was featured in an episode of The Simpsons. Well, not real. Damn it. <laughs> Otherwise, it never oh. existed. It was the uh, episode that Ned Flanders' wife died. Uh, yeah, so, right, so some of these are fictitious games. Some of these I've actually just pulled out of my butt and made up. And some of them are just strange sounding real games. That's why they smell fun. <laughs> yep. Tow Truck Simulator 2015. I- you know, just yesterday I saw Junkyard Simulator on Steam. So Yes, I'm going to say um, yes. Why not? I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no also. That is uh, 100% a real game you can buy on Steam. Yes. It has most yes! negative reviews. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> All right. And three DLCs. Well, I'm going to go put a positive review on it. I'm, that's, that's how thrilled I am. All right, next one. Uh, Carl Sagan's Contact. Oh, no. shizzle. Um, the no. release year would be 1983. 83? Then I'm going to oh, go no. Yeah, eight, 1983. No. Okay. So in August of 1983, Carl Sagan outlined his video game concept about exploring the galaxy and preventing civilizations from destroying themselves. It was, of course, never concept. an actual game. Yes. So he, yes. Uh, it was basically something he wrote in his journal. He kind of had a brainstorm, and uh, he wrote it down, and it, but it never came to so real So if game. it came out around the movie... Or if, if the release date was around the release date of the movie, then I would have said yes. Right. No, I, I would agree with that. And yeah. Okay. Game number six. VR flush. Real. <laughs> VR flush. Like a toilet flush? I don't, um, I don't know. It kind of sounds like a, a 1980s pop the boiler detective. The year is 2018. I'm going to go with real. Yeah, I'm going to go with real. <laughs> real. Yes. real. Yep. Released in June of, of 2018. <laughs> The premise is you are sitting on a toilet when you are up to an alien spaceship where you have to convince an AI you are really an intelligent life. Uh, Our next game, Princess Tomato in Salad Kingdom. Nope. That's what year? What year? Wait, wait, wait. What year? 1991. Nope. You know what? Yes. I'm I'm going to go with real. I'm going to stick with PB. I'm going to go with. Yeah, that's that's got to be a real game. Originally a Japanese home computer game circa 1984. It was ported to the Famicom yes. in 88 and the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1991. It sounded like a translation uh-huh. game. Yep, you know? But it was commonly Princess available Tomato. in the U.S. and everything. So uh, You know why I said no? Because I thought, you know, that sounds like something Ken would make up. <laughs> <laughs> you have let like me Ken. down. Taking the role of Sir Cucumber, a knight, the player is assigned by King Broccoli, who is now deceased, to defeat the evil Mr. Pumpkin, who has kidnapped Princess Tomato. Wait. So this is where they got the idea for Veggie Tales. I think this is where the reason they, they like the the way they got that whole princess abduction thing going on. I mean, seriously. Well, actually, yeah, King, uh, uh, Donkey yeah, Kong was yeah. way a predecessor, I yep. guess. So. Anyway, <laughs> game number eight, Toilet Tycoon. What year? 2006. I'm going to go with no. I want to believe. But I'm going to say no as no, well. No, no. Released in 2006, Toilet Tycoon is an unusual economic simulator wow. in which you can prove your skill as a leader of the sanitation installations of a whole town. So uh, apparently the premise is you are a tycoon that manages four pay toilets. <laughs> what was the name of that one? Toilet Tycoon. Would you? I'll put the Steam link uh, in the show notes. Wish list. Wish list. <laughs> Wish list. Toilet Tycoon. Yeah, you it can looks hear like me garbage. typing in the background. Oh, yeah. Why are you fact-checking him? I'm not. I'm oh, tweeting. Oh, you're buying. <laughs> Toilet Tycoon is a real game. Okay, Jane's MQ1 Predator Combat Pilot. Wow. Real Jane's? Game. I'm going to go with real. Jane's. Say that again. Jane's Wait, what? Jane's MQ1 Predator Combat Pilot. Uh, no. My days are no, no, no. You seriously are I'm going to go with no. This is a drone. Yeah. I'd, um. You know what? I'm actually going to say yes. Why not? All right. Patrick, you said no? I don't remember what I said. Uh, Combat Pilot. Yeah, why not? No. Uh, nope. Totally made it up. 
There was never a Jane's game about flying drones. That's why, because it was the, M- the MQ-1. I was like, Jane's something, whatever. I was like, yeah, this probably sounds real from like 86 or whatever. And then you said MQ-1, and I'm just like, eh, I don't remember that. Well, that's why I put the release year as 99, but the Jane's franchise really didn't do a lot back then. Okay, uh, game number 10, Lego Despicable Me. Real. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Not a real game. Not real. <laughs> nope. Yep. Nope. Totally made it up. There's no no BS about it. It's just something I made up because there had to be a Lego game about it because there's a Lego game about everything. <laughs> yeah. So. I, and like I said, I just saw a trailer for Lego Fallout. It was a fan made trailer. Yeah. There's there's a lot of fan made trailers for everything. The one I wanted to go with would be a Lego Godzilla, but apparently maybe there was a game they were working on. So I was like, that's too confusing. I don't want to do that. All right, game number eleven, Falcon's Maze. Falcon, Falcon or Vulcan? Falcon with an F. Okay. And it's Falcon amazing. <laughs> oh, what year was this? Nineteen eighty three. Sure, I'll say yes. Eighty three sounds like an absolutely yep. cromulent game. Yes, I'll say yes as well. All right, Brandon, go with no. Brandon is correct. Falcon's Maze is the video game that was featured in uh, the movie War Games. Oh, oh, that's why it sounded familiar. Yep. Okay. Uh, game number 12, Space Invaders Extreme. <laughs> what year? 2008. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, why not? Sure. Damn it. I'm, I'm going to go with no, only because if you had said Super Space Invaders, I would have been like, yes, that's absolutely a Super Nintendo launch title. <laughs> yeah, I'm really 50-50 here. I mean, that sounds... What year did you say? 2008. Yeah, 50-50. It's either yes or it's no. <laughs> Man, I, I... Yeah, I know. I just razor thin margins here. Um, I'm going to say yes. I've lost track of our count. So, Ken, what's the answer here, buddy? Uh, So, yeah, Space Invaders Extreme is 100% a real oh. game. Um, it was released in 2008 for the Nintendo DS, PlayStation Portable, Xbox Live, and uh, later on Steam to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the uh, original Space Invaders launch. We're, we're really, really no, good. No, we're not. We're game. actually pretty good. Wow. <laughs> I might have to go back and keep score somehow, and yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. Game <laughs> number 13, Ninja Ninja Revolution. Yes. Yes, it is. Ninja. Yes. Ninja Ninja Revolution. Is that like Dance Dance? Yeah. Yeah. Revolution. Actually, no, it's not because that is the game from uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. It is not a real game. I oh, believe. I'll, I believe I'll Patrick. Patrick. I'm going to go with no. It is absolutely a real game. Thanks for game. helping us out. <laughs> you are. This is a cooperative game, right? Patrick is absolutely correct. Nice. It was in fact. Absolutely. absolutely. It was in fact the game from Scott Pilgrim. Nice. Oh man, am I? What? You know what? Hey, Brandon, we're pretty good at this game. <laughs> you guys should be recording this. <laughs> I know, right? Well, you should hit record, right? Okay, good. Redneck mud bogan with apostrophe. Redneck what year? Ninety six. Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety six. No. Shoot. Nope. Ninety six. I'd believe um, it, but ninety nine. Eh. No, I'm going to go with no. That's like well, Redneck Rampage time frame, so I think he's just toying with us. I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with no. Why not? You have chosen wisely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I threw that on as a possible redneck rampage from uh, which was 98. Yes, I knew it. Okay. Uh, question number 15, revisiting a theme, Ninja Golf. I'm going to go with real. What year? Yeah, let's go. Wait, wait, wait. 1990. Real. 1990 Ninja Golf. Oh, 1990? Yeah, all right. I'll stick with yes. I'll go with yes. Why not? Let's. let's, You are uh, correct. It was an Atari 7800 video game. It combines a scrolling beat-em-up with golf gameplay. I didn't know that was a a genre that I I craved. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So the surprizing thing is, I was like... I've got an idea for a new course. Yeah, so I was... 
I was surprised as well. Apparently, it is, in fact, not the only Ninja plus Golf crossover game. There's like at least like 10 of them out there, which is a jillion more percent than I would imagine. <laughs> I I would be very interested to see your Google search history um, for no. creating this list. <laughs> I didn't say, Brandon, give me your search history. I know better. Ken, I just for the, like when you. Because I know what time you said you started doing this. I would be very interested to know how you found these. I am a internet professional, my friend. Okay, next one. All right, game number 16, Medal of Honor, Soviet Front. No. Release year, please. 2003. Nope, 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 nope. Is that PlayStation 1 time? No, it's PS2 Yeah, time. so Medal of Honor could have yeah, done it. I'm going to go with yes. I'm sorry. Got to buck the trend. Uh, it is not a game. I just made that shit up. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that was a good one. Uh, I did put a little research. I was like, when was all the Medal of Honor games made? And there was a whole shitload of them made during that like uh, 2002, 2005 timeframe. All right, game number 17, beating a dead horse with a one trick pony. Okay, go ahead and give us the title. Yes, that is the title. (laughs) You don't have Alzheimer's yet, man. I don't think. Do you? Wow, let me. This is 2018, right? 2018 release game. Yes, I will go with yes. Ah, That that sounds like 2018. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yeah. Okay, yeah. It was uh, released in November 21st of 2018. Uh, It is a first-person art role-playing game with a narrative mild melee combat and some platforming element. Okay. It still doesn't beat musical. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what that means. (laughs) What kind of game is it? It's a first-person RPG, and in quotes, it is a art PG, like A-R-T. Art PG. So maybe it's a little walking simulator, a little platforming. I I don't know. I'm still stuck on Ninja Golf. Yeah, Yeah. I'm watching a guy kick badgers right now, (laughs) or moles, or whatever those are. Are you you watching Ninja Golf right now? Yep, yep. (laughs) I couldn't help myself. Game number 18. Felix Bumgartner's Stratos VR experience. Release year. 2012. Red Bull would do that. Oh, wait. When did he when did he do the jump? Nope. Nope. He did that fairly recently. Oh yeah, shit. It's been yes. a while. Uh, we're 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 old. Our concept of time is just all fucked. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with real. Let's go with real. Twenty years ago. Um oh, I made that shit up. Oh! Oh! You guys like like most first person shooters or survival games probably don't want to follow me <laughs> <laughs> but i like following you because you're always where the action is i mean i'll probably die 30 seconds afterwards but that's why it's a game and not you know game number 19 how to be a complete bastard what year uh, i'm gonna say yes 1987 Ooh, i'm gonna go with no i'll go with yes yeah i'll give it a yes okay. it uh, was a game uh, for the ZX Spectrum, the Commodore 64, the Amstrad CPC, so maybe more of a British release. Uh, but it was—I was gonna say—but <laughs> it was based itself on a spinoff from the 1980s British TV series, The Young Ones. Oh. So it basically features various ways to be a bastard uh, to those around you, including babies and the deaf. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Sounds like a few other video games I've played. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Game number 20. Extreme sports (laughs) with the Baron Stain Bears. Oof. I'm going to say no. What year? 2000. No. Mm. There's a lot of extreme going on in 2000. Everything was extreme. (laughs) Extreme. Exactly. So were the bears. They could have been. Especially if you get the, what is it, brother bear with a little helmet on. I could see it. I could see it being a real game. I'm going to go with yes. Okay. So you all should have followed Dress on this one. <laughs> it was uh, released for the Game Boy Color, and it is included on the list of 20 worst video games ever made by Electronic Gaming Monthly. Mm-hmm. Good so, night. Our last game, number 21, Haas Delgado, President Evil. President Evil. I'm going to go with that. 
this is a little too punny to be real. Yeah, I agree. No, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a no. Maybe even ask for the, re- the release year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, correct. It is, in fact, not a real game, but I did not make it up. It is actually a fictional game featuring the grim adventures of Bill and Mandy. Bill and Mandy. Billy I missed them. Billy and Mandy. Wow. Yep. So there you go. Uh, I <laughs> think we're fun. about 50-50 on that one. Yep. I'm pretty sure we are. I'll go, I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a failing grade, but whoever won it. gets a copy of uh, Blood and Bacon. Blood and Bacon. <laughs> Blood and Bacon. Blood and Bacon for everybody. The winner was to be filled in by Ken later. <laughs> no one. We all we all <laughs> we, lost. We've all lost. No, no, you know who's lost? Our listeners. Okay, everybody. Thanks very much for uh joining us again. Uh as we slowly build ourselves into the double digits. Uh Chris, thank you so much for joining us. That was a, a great episode. Very insightful. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. If you can think of anything else that uh, in the future you want to jump on with us, let us know. And we'll think about having you back. No, I'm kidding. You'll definitely welcome back, man. Thanks so much for, again, I'm going to say it one more time. Yeah. yeah. Well, only if you won. <laughs> and played at least an hour of Blood and Bacon. Blood and Bacon. You got to beat Brandon's high score of uh, 53 minutes. All right. I'll probably just return the Steam <laughs> gift. All right, everybody. Uh, anything, final thoughts to go out on? I figured out our swag bag. It's just going to be copies of Blood and Bacon. <laughs> it's going to be a, a five pack. One person is going to get themselves Ninja Golf. Ninja Golf. No, no, no. Ninja Golf. Blood and Bacon and Ninja Golf. There you go. Oh, wow. Hitting both sides of the extremes exactly, there. there. All right, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>